Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 2-13-2019, the day before Valentine's Day. The semi-daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from Kotaku and written by Ethan Gosh. It's a bit of a read, so buckle up. PewDiePie clashes with Roblox, which appears to have banned his name. The makers of the online social multiplayer game Roblox appear to have blocked controversial Swedish YouTuber Felix PewDiePie Kjellsberg from playing their game while using a variation of his famous online name. His name, it seems, is a problem for them. In a new video weighing in on the matter, PewDiePie shared a notice from Roblox, which stated that his Roblox account had been deleted due to an offensive username PewDie123T32. While PewDiePie treated the entire affair like a joke, calling on Roblox to apologize within 25 hours, his fans, including some who play Roblox, are upset, especially after some have reported being hit with similar terms of use violations for simply invoking the YouTuber's name. PewDiePie has only streamed Roblox a few times in the past. He did so most recently on Sunday as part of a bid to win more subscribers to his YouTuber channel as part of an ongoing competition against the Indian music label T-Series, which currently operates YouTube's second most subscribed to channel. They have approximately 85,342,000 subscribers at the time of writing. He has 85,394,000. As the stream went on, fans and Roblox players started joining whichever server PewDiePie was in in order to hang out with him. Some even typed his name in message bubbles or greeted him, while others tried to create in-game objects with things like sub PewDiePie on them. In at least some of these cases, players have reported getting hit with notices from Roblox that they had violated the game's terms of use by using the offensive term PewDiePie. One player who created an entire train with sub PewDiePie on the side of it said on Twitter that they forced that they were forced by the game's moderators to remove it. The account PewDiePie used to play Roblox, PewDie123T32, which he created specifically for the occasion, was eventually deleted sometime after the stream concluded. Even now, there are several variations of PewDiePie Pi's name, like Pew Pi and Pew D Pi, are listed as inappropriate when entered on the game's account registration. Some fans have speculated that Roblox has chosen to shadow ban the YouTuber in this way because of the mature nature of the content he produces outside the game and his past history of doing and saying offensive things. Traditionally, games ban players for things like cheating or toxic behavior. In this case, it appears Roblox isn't banning PewDiePie so much as banning mentions of his name. In Roblox's terms of use, the company does state that it retains the right to remove user-generated creations and names from within the game that it deems to be offensive. As of yet, Roblox Corporation hasn't come out and clarified whether that's what's going on with PewDiePie. Uh, first, a little bit of opinion. Uh, Roblox... <laughs> How uh, how butthurt are you? Who in your higher ups doesn't like PewDiePie? I mean, like I get it, Felix PewDiePie or Felix, you know, AKA PewDiePie has done some pretty wild things within the last couple fucking years and some shit nobody's proud of or his fans should be proud of. But you're banning his name and channel banning him, like <laughs> you fucking babies, get over yourselves. Second is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens. THQ Nordic buys Kingdom Come Deliverance Studio. THQ Nordic has bought yet another studio. This time, it's Kingdom Come Deliverance's Warhouse Studios. Announced by THQ Nordic and THQ Nordic AB subsidiary Cock Media, THQ Nordic has acquired the Prague-based Warhouse Studios on the one-year anniversary of Kingdom Come Deliverance's release. 
Along with the acquisition, it was revealed that Kingdom Come Deliverance was sold over 2 million copies across PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The acquisition includes the development studio and all intellectual property rights of Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is Warhouse's sole release since it was established in 2011. Cock Media and Warhouse or Warhorse already have an established relationship as Cock Media's game publishing division, Deep Silver, helped publish Kingdom Come Deliverance. According to GamesIndustry.biz, the studio was acquired in a $33.2 million cash deal. That was euros, actually. $37.4 million in American. Becoming part of THQ Nordic Nordic's family is an important milestone for our studio. Sid Warhouse Studio CEO Martin Frivalski. I believe that's how you say that. If not, sorry, Martin, for butchering your name. We began as a small startup with a handful of employees who were enthusiastic enough to join the challenging project. The skills of our team members, trust and support of our main investor, and passion of our fans who supported the development of Kingdom Come Deliverance through a Kickstarter campaign helped us grow to an international level. We believe that backing THQ Nordic and Cock Media will give us an extra push in our mission to bring exciting games to our customers and extend the frontiers of the gaming industry. We are delighted to welcome the team from Warhouse Studios in the family, said Cock Media GmbH CEO Dr. Clemens Kondraditz. The successful cooperation we developed during our journey with Kingdom Come Deliverance linked both our companies already very closely, and I am sure that our now even closer combined knowledge and experience will open up amazing new opportunities for both companies. Not only the 2 million sold copies, but also the motivation within the teams to create new ideas combined with the learnings from the past are a rock-solid foundation for future projects to build on. THQ Nordic was or has infamously been buying studios, publishers, and properties left and right, including Cook Media around this time last year, The Alone in the Dark and Act of War IP, and Carmageddon prior to this latest acquisition. It reportedly had 35 unannounced games in development. Next is from IGN and written by Jesse Wade. Devs, publishers, upset over lack of PS4 cross-play support. Developers and publishers are speaking out against Sony's lack of cross-platform support, despite what Sony has publicly stated about the process. Earlier this month, War Thunder and the new CEO of Hi-Rez, Stuart Chisholm, asked Sony publicly to include cross-play support in their games through posts on Twitter. Shortly after, in an interview with Game Informer, Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios chairman and former SIE president and CEO Sean Layden said that Sony was open to crossplay, but that publishers and developers just needed to take the necessary steps to get there. People keep saying, why doesn't Sony allow more people to have it? We're open for business on this one. All it takes is for publishers and developers who wish to, uh, who wish to permission it. As ever, just work with your PlayStation account manager and they will talk you through the steps that we've learned through our partnership with Epic on how this works. I don't believe right now that there is any greater factor on that. I think they're open to make proposals because the Fortnite theme worked pretty well, Layden told Game Informer. On Tuesday, the CEO of Chucklefish, who is a publisher of Wargroove, a recently launched game that offers crossplay between PC, Switch, and Xbox One, said in a thread on Reset Era that they did everything in their power to request crossplay. Despite their efforts that were in line with what Layden said, Chucklefish was told that it would not happen. The CEO of Chucklefish's post reads, We made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with higher-ups, all the way up until release month. We were told in no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen. From our side, we can literally toggle a switch and have it working. Of course, policy work might be more complicated for Sony. Just wanted to provide some balance on the issue and say that it certainly isn't a question of developers having not contacted their account managers or having dropped the ball. We were told no. The thread on Reset Era began to res 
began in response to Layton's interview with Game Informer, with many users posting inquiries about whether or not Sony is purposely being selective with their crossplay games. In an official post on PlayStation's blog from late September 2018, it is stated that Sony Interactive Entertainment would be taking the steps toward cross-play support for select third-party content. Following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. The first sentence in the post read, Earlier in September, Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida said at Germany's IFA Electronics Convention that on cross-platform, our way of thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play. He added in that Sony had opened some games for cross-play, but their decisions are based on what they feel gives users the best experience. So uh, no surprise here. Sony probably doesn't want to let a fledgling, uh, not necessarily tiny gaming company, but a gaming company just releasing a game, maybe have a cross-play and divert more money to those servers for that. Because you haven't proven yourself yet. When you've got a game like Fortnite that is a multi-billion dollar game, yeah, they're going to get crossplay whenever the hell they want crossplay. And guess what? Apex Legends is going to get crossplay before your game gets crossplay as well. Because Apex Legends has a 25 million user base and is probably making money hand over foot the same way Fortnite is and Overwatch. So when your game starts making money hand over foot like that, then you're probably going to get the crossplay you want. Until then, they'll probably evaluate you on a on a case by case basis. So stop complaining. <laughs> Last is from IGN and written by Jordan Serrani. Burnout successor Dangerous Driving dated for April. Dangerous Driving, the upcoming arcade racer from Burnout, co-creators Fiona Sperry and Alex Ward, will be released on April 9th. Developer Three Fields Entertainment announced today. It will be available digitally on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Games Store, that's on PC, for $30 and $25 euro. A physical version which bundles in Three Fields Danger Zone 2 will be available for 40 USD and 30 euro euros. Is that what they're called? Euros? Anyways. Alongside the release date, Three Fields Revealed Dangerous Driving will include seven locations with 30 total courses. It'll also feature unlockable cars and abilities, which can be obtained by racing online against other players or offline against remorseless AI. Dangerous Driving will offer eight different event types, with many taking inspiration from beloved burnout modes. In Dangerous Driving, we wanted to return to all of our favorite modes, so you will see some Burnout 1 and Burnout 2 in there, like Survival Mode, Pursuit Mode, and Boost Chain Races, as well as stuff from B3 and Revenge, and Revenge like Road Rage and races based around the takedowns. Ward previously told IGM, but with every mode... Where we left off last time is just the beginning. So, for example, in the takedown races, we now have persistent wrecks that litter the road, which really changes laps two and three. For more, be sure to check out IGN's full dangerous driving interview with Ward. That's at IGN.com. So, that is the news for today. It took a long time to do this news today and a lot of frustration. So, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Check us out on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you will find that link in our Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs>